haven't looked at the stats too much. Um, but uh, I know they made some threes. Uh, I thought we did some good stuff. I thought our energy was pretty good. I mean, good. I, I, I thought we had a good level of energy. Um, we didn't shoot the ball particularly well at multiple positions. Uh, when our three, when, you know, between Hayden, uh, Gigi, and Michi in particular, uh, struggle to score the basketball, it ends up being a struggle for us uh, on that day. If all three of those guys have a subpar day, it's, it's hard for us to generate stuff. We don't get a lot of stuff at the basket. Um, it's just not something that, from a personnel standpoint, we're, we're as accomplished at yet as we need to be. Um, that's on by way of post-ups. Uh, post um, driving the ball to the basket, we do that sporadically. Uh, I think we've got some guys that are jump shooters by nature, which is not a criticism necessarily. It's a fact. And at times, it's a hard, it's a hard living to make as a jump shooter. Um, you, you have to be able to generate some stuff. And we have a couple wrinkles here and there that we kind of force feed some stuff down guys' throat to get them around the basket here with an advantage. And so we try that. But we, we, we need to develop a way to get the ball around the basket intentionally, naturally, um, and consistently. And we, again, didn't do that uh, very well today. And then so we relied on jump shots. And we didn't, we didn't have a good day shooting a jump shot. Lamont, you kind of just uh, talked about it, but in some of those lengthy scoring droughts, I think there was a 12-minute one to end the first half where you only made a couple of field goals. Are there, you know, a couple of plays that you say, okay, we've got to do this now just to break that drought, and yeah. maybe things will start flowing from there? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll. Some of it's down to movement, also. You know, we try to generate movement when we call our plays. Oftentimes, you know, plays do a lot of different things. Sometimes you run a play for a bucket. If it works, you get two points. This play. Other times you run a play to get a shot. <clears throat> I can't tell you we'll get points, but we'll get it this particular look if it works. And then other times you run a play to look at something like a ball screen or set up a scenario, but you, you, you force movement. You force movement. Um, and so uh, oftentimes when we are in a drought, I'll try to look at who's been productive that day, and then I'll try to run something specific where everyone on the team knows that we're going to get probably this this scoring opportunity from this person. Um, so that's typically the way that I like to do it. Um, if we can't generate something either in transition, uh, you know, if you get some stops, that's part of the whole deal too. If you get stops, then you can get in transition. We did some good things in transition tonight. We just weren't able to get there uh, as much as we needed to. But typically, if we have a long drought, I'll try to try to break it with a play or, <clears throat> you know, call a timeout. I don't call a lot of timeouts, you know, to, to stop the run. At some point, the best teams are able to fight through that and develop through that and work through that. And so we're not there. So sometimes I have called timeouts to try to stop a run, and, and then it still got extended after beyond the timeout. Um, other times that's worked. Other times I haven't called timeouts, and we have broken it on our own. I think there's a lot of growth in that. Uh, and then other times I haven't called it, and the, and the timeouts, or I mean, the, 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 the run has extended. 
you know, on the on the flip side of that, early in the second half, it seemed like you guys were, were clicking a little bit, you know, cutting the score, the deficit to four there. I guess when you have those periods, you know, particularly that period where you guys are playing well, what what is going well and how do you go about trying to, I guess, sustain that or being more consistent with that throughout yeah, the Yeah, a, a big part during that is you're getting stops. You know, that's a big part of it. You're getting stops. There's an easy basket sprinkled here and there. Uh, it's not all just – we're not the type of team that – that presses and traps, and you can generate eight points quickly, easy points by getting turnovers for runouts. We don't do it that way, but if we do get stops and we play solid, oftentimes they'll cough it up and we get an advantageous uh, situation. Um, what happens a lot with this particular team, and it's natural, it's a natural phenomenon and it's a natural instinct, is that when we, when we have it going like that, then we play well, we shoot better, we do a lot of different things. And then, at the, and then when something happens, that, is, that stops abruptly by way of timeout, by way of a turnover, what they score on, whatever that is, then that tends to snowball in the other direction. It's like, all these things are going well, let's pile on and make more good things happen. Um, but the best teams are when, when, when back is against the wall. And we've had some moments like this, you know, we go to Kentucky, we're up double figures most of the game. They make their run late, and then we still we, we came back and, and responded to that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, at times we play better when some good things are happening, and we, we need to learn to generate good stuff, uh, especially on the defensive end, when things aren't going our way. Lamont, you mentioned the three Ole Miss struggled with the three ball, I guess, to start SEC play, go 10 of 24 to 9. How much of that was just – guys hitting shots on their end and how much of it was maybe a late rotation or something like that? A couple times it was a late rotation. We overhelped on one specifically. Michi fell down on another one um, and we should have, we, we were playing five on four and someone probably should have rotated. But, you know, s some of it, some of it was that. Um, but uh, some of it was just, I mean, I, I know there were three times that I thought we, we, made a late rotation. There was another one that I know was a, was a five-point play. Uh, we had two around the basket. We turn it over. They sprint down for a three in transition. So that was one of them. Um, those, those plays are demoralizing to, to a team. It'll stop your run instantly, or if they've got that going, it'll extend the run. Um, but uh, yeah, some of it, I think, was, was not closing out to guys in a manner that, that we wanted to. But also, some of it, they made some shots. Some of it, they made, they made some shots. Uh, I don't think they've been getting uh, significantly worse shots in their game than, than a lot of these shots. To the tune of 24, out of those 24, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there, were, maybe there were, I don't know, six that I thought, there's no way we should give that shot up, right? But there were a lot more that they made that, uh, that ended up just a normal garden variety. I'm in the vicinity. A guy that normally doesn't make a lot of threes makes that three. That happens sometimes, too. Coach, the last few home games, uh, the team has gotten off to a slow start, gotten out to double-digit deficits against their opponent. Do you think that there's one particular thing going on in those stretches that's sort of causing that? Is it something with the pregame routine, something with the team's preparation? Are you considering changing anything? Or do you just want them to fight on through it like you want to with almost everything else? Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to do with what they're, they're – there's no – well, I'll say this. There's no pregame routine – change that I'm aware of. I mean, I don't know, maybe they normally after a pregame meal go back and take a 45-minute nap, and in these games they've been taking an hour nap, 
an hour and a half. I don't know. And getting into deep sleep, I try to discourage the deep sleep uh, before the game. So there may be those things the night before. I don't know if guys are taking care of themselves. They're at home. Maybe they got more friends here. I don't know what that uh, what, what what would what I would attribute that to. Um, but nothing, nothing that I know of specifically. I, I think we got in the Tennessee game. We got a good team that came in here that was playing really well. Uh, they were aggressive with us. We missed some shots early. They made some shots early. And then uh, uh, once that happened, and it got to be 15 points in both of those games, right? It got to be a 15-point lead, and again, there wasn't a lot of fight back. There was not a, a lot of belief in your ability to, to come back in that game. And so then it, it, it turned sideways in both of those games. So, um, but I don't know if there, that there's any routine or anything that I would change. It's the same stuff that, you know, I've won 27 games before doing the same stuff and similar stuff with similar guys. And it's just a, a good way to prep and routine. I just, I don't know what it would be specifically, but uh, I'm not considering really changing any of that stuff. Hey, Coach, um, what was the message to your players after the game, and how did it differ from the message you gave them on Saturday night? Um, you know, I think it was similar in both games, just in that you, you, you have to get on to the next game. You have to get on to the next game. In this game, I did. I talked about some preparation. Um, you know, what time do you get here uh, before the shoot-around? You know, we shoot around about five hours before the game. Some guys notoriously are going to walk in four minutes before the time that they need to be ready. Uh, other guys are going to grab a coach and come over here 45 minutes before that. You know, what, what I, I talked about that. I talked about our uh, practice. What's that look like at practice? Um, if you're a guy that's struggling around the rim right now, well, what, how much time are you spending? And how much time over Christmas break when you didn't have class were you spending on that? If you're a guy that struggles with making decisions off of ball screens, if you're a guy that struggles with whatever part of your game, how many times did you call a coach and say, Coach, sit down with me and show me what I'm doing on this ball screen? I just I, I can't see that pass uh, or I can't make that shot or whatever it is. Um, I did talk about that today after, after the game because, uh, you know, while every shot we took certainly wasn't an A-plus in terms of quality, there were plenty of them that were also, and, and we didn't make them down. Or we didn't knock them down. So if you're struggling, what does that look like? So that was my message today, but, but the commonality between both messages had to do with, with getting on to the next game. They keep, they keep coming. Auburn's going to come in here Saturday, and they don't care. They could care less about what happened today. Uh, they'll come in here and try to beat us as badly as they can. So. You have to move forward. There's no, you can't lick your wounds for 10 days and go back into the lab and get it all figured out and feel comfy and cozy about it again. Like you got to get on to the next. Somebody's coming here. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a tough deal, but it's a great deal. I mean, I would, I'd love to have that deal going for myself as being a college basketball player. But so that was the message in, in terms of after today. Um, coach, it seems like this team has had success when Michi and uh, Gigi are flowing together. What's your message going forward to get them to, to be consistent early on? And then also the message to maybe some other players to fill in the gaps for this team if they're not having such a good game. Yeah, th those guys, those guys have to play well for us. You know, I, I alluded to it earlier. If those two and Hayden, all three have a bad day at the office, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard day for us uh, offensively. Now you have some games where where Chico can get it going and and 
you know, that'll be one thing. I'd like to generate some more shots for Chico. If you want to get inside my brain and what I'll look at is I just look at the numbers. I'll try to generate some more good looks for Chico. That would be a thing um, while he's playing well. Um, but if, if those guys have to figure out how they, it's, 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 you know, as you can see, it's not necessarily for lack of shot opportunities. Um, it's not for lack of having the ball in your hands if you're Michi in, in late clock or late half situations. It's, we got th those guys have to figure out. It's not for lack of, of calling, calling plays by me that kind of sort of put them in the situation where they're going to control if they score or not, or if, 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 you know, if they double team, get double teamed, they find somebody else. So just trying to find a way for them to be consistent contributors on the offensive end, because we need them to. And, and, and uh, we need them to play well. To, we need them to shoot well. We need them to generate uh, uh, shots for other people. We need Gigi to rebound a lot. Um, so we, we got to just get those guys going. So I've, I've talked to them just about being confident and getting into the laboratory and working on your game. Um, and, and being confident and being confident. Don't, you don't have to look at me. Um, you don't have to look at me. You're on the court playing. I, I, my job is to, I got the worst job out of the two. I have to sit on the sideline and watch. Um, you're in control. I'll tell you when you're doing something that's bad. Okay, but until then you gotta play. You gotta play, you gotta be aggressive. You must be aggressive. You gotta be confident. You have to be a confident guy to be good in this game offensively. Um, so, and I can't sprinkle some sort of dust on you and make you be confident. Uh, only you and your basketball god uh, can sit down and figure out where, where your belief level is and what your, what your confidence level really is. Um, and when you do that, you're going to play better. But we got to find ways to get those guys to start being more efficient basketball players. I'm kind of sticking with GJ a little, GG a little bit. I guess maybe a freshman wall back-to-back, -back, maybe inefficient performances from him. What can you do to maybe help build some of that confidence to get him to a spot where he's being maybe a little bit more efficient for you? You know, maybe get in the gym a little more with uh, let's dissect what you're doing with, with your shot. Is it coming down to your footwork? I don't, I don't, I don't like to do laser surgery on a guy's shot during midseason. But, but are there are there small things that we can that we can pinpoint that you could easily change your preparation your the, the depth of your shot uh, the qu overall quality of your shot um, those are those are things that we can do is, is spend more time in the gym and some of that's on him um, you know they've got swipe cards to get in there all the time they got airpods that they can throw in their ear and get music access we had to bring a had to bring a a, a, a boom box to the gym and if it was snowing I'd put a towel on either side of it and I'd walk over to the gym and I'd try every door to see if it was open or not and if on Sunday night at 11 o'clock it was locked well, you didn't get to go in that night that's what it was right and so I think I think we got to get in there I think we got to get in there and and grind I, I think that's what it I think that's what happens and, and it happens to every single player it happens to every single player I remember Clay Thompson a couple of years ago had a uh, uh, he had a game where, I mean, I'm sure you guys have all seen it on, on uh, YouTube or wherever, where he made all these threes and he didn't have any dribbles hardly. And you may be familiar with it. But leading up to that, his shooting percentage leading up to Clay Thompson, leading up to that was abysmal. And then he broke out at one time and he turned into his own self after that. So it happens to a lot of guys, but I think you got to get in there and dissect it yourself as to what I normally do, the, where I, I try to run some stuff. I've tried to get him in different spots. I've tried to get him in 
a ball screen. I've tried to get him in a naked uh, 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 situation where he can attack with not much help. I've tried to get him jump shots. I've tried to get him mid-range post-ups. I've tried to get him. I've tried to get him threes. It's harder to get him threes specifically because when he ball screens, guys usually will switch on him because he does. He does. Uh, uh, tend to make threes that are open, and, and and also they feel more comfortable because he doesn't post real aggressively against guards, so they'll roll the dice on that one versus giving him open shots. But we've tried to, we will continue to try to get him to put it, get him in some situations where he can be aggressive. And but uh, some of it you got to get in the gym and you got to see it go in. And when you see it go in, you'll believe it's going to go in. When you believe it's going to go in, it's going to go in even more. You've had a couple of games in a row with rebounding struggles now, especially offensively. Does that just come back to the aggression you're talking about, or what do you kind of put your finger on with the rebounding struggles? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to aggression. I mean, we've missed plenty of shots, so it's not for lack of opportunity out there. Um, I think it comes down to aggression. I've looked at even, you know, if you're not going, well, what does that mean if you're not going? You're, are you fatigued? And that's why I'm not going. Is it bouncing the wrong way? Which has happened a couple times. We don't grab. The, we haven't grabbed a couple of them. Also, um, but how many times do you go out of the? What's your percentage of attempt to go get an offensive rebound? Right. This many shots were missed while I was out there. I had. 40 different opportunities to go to the offensive glass. And then as I look back on the film, maybe you only went six times. Well, why would that be, right? Um, so trying to get to the, to the root of that. But our, our bigger than average guys have not rebounded well in the last few games. I think mean, in the last game, our, from our five spot, we had three defensive rebounds on the entire game. And so, well, I mean, what am I to do about that? Tell a guy to rebound. I think I've never told one of these guys to rebound. Hey, you're tall and stuff. You should be getting some of these. Either that or I can say, Michi, you got to go get 15 rebounds. And he does rebound pretty well for a guard. But we got to rebound. You have to rebound. You have to go do it. Most shots do what? Miss. Most shots miss. I don't care who you are. A couple guys, most of theirs go in. They're usually dunks or layups. Most guys, when they shoot, they miss. It's the most common thing that happens in the game of basketball. You shoot it and you miss it. And so you have to anticipate, you have to have a nose for it, and you got to want it. You got to be grimy when it comes down to that, and you got to get after it. Coach, you talked about what your message to the team is, but what are you overhearing these guys saying to each other, whether it's on the court or in practice or just in, um, in the locker room? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, nothing of. Nothing of any real consequence that I, you know, uh, I did walk in at the end um, after I met with the staff and I go in there and Chico was addressing the team and talking about how it's, you know, games keep coming. The games keep coming. It's kind of a regurgitation of, of the message that I've had in the last couple games. Um, but um, but I, I, I just hope their spirits continue to be high. It's, it's, you know, you're one and four. So are a lot of other teams that at one point in time had a little number in front of their name. Somebody thought they were in the top 25 a couple times, and, and they've had their struggles too. It's, what, it's not about what happened and what is happening right now. It's about where will you go from there? What will you do? How will you respond? Can you get better at something? Where will your team go? I, I, showed the, I put the standings up after the last game, right? And there's a pack. There's a pack of six or seven teams that are hovering, in, and, and we're above some of those. We were at the time, and some of those teams are going to make the NCAA tournament. That's a fact. Some of those teams are going to make the NCAA tournament. And so is it going to be you, or is someone else going to perform better? Is someone else going to be committed to these things? Is someone else going to let that one slide off their back and get back in the lab and do their thing? Or will it be you? And that's, that's been the message. But in terms of what they say to each other, yeah, I, I think it's been good. Body language, that's what I keep trying to get on, guys. Guys, I saw another guy today. 
he, he missed a free throw. A guy missed a free throw, and it, it was like he was so down after missing this free throw. Again, as if you've made every free throw in your life up until today was the first miss you ever had, right? You're going to fail. We have to, you have to get to the next thing. Like, think about I, I, I use this example. The poor kicker from the Dallas Cowboys, right? Now, had they lost that game by three, having missed four extra – now, there's a guy. There's a guy that should probably feel pretty bad. And, and no matter what you say in words, he's probably not going to feel any better. That's a scenario. This is not a scenario. Okay? You miss a free throw, get back. There's going to be so many more possessions. You've got to play. You must play. But guys get locked up into their own thing oftentimes, and it's hard. It's hard to get out of that. Appreciate it, Coach. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.